I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the News Du Jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So in about an hour, I'm going to be watching the second round of Republican presidential debates for us. And of course, I will be taking notes and I will be reporting back on tomorrow's episode for you guys. But by the time you guys hear this, it'll be Thursday. And Thursday is when the impeachment inquiry into President Biden is beginning. So I'll have a lot to tell you guys about regarding that as well, I'm presuming. And the last reminder is that the deadline for Congress to find a way to compromise and agree on a budget is this Saturday. If they don't meet that deadline, the U.S. government will shut down. So just wanted to make sure we're all on the same page on all the happenings this week. And actually, that brings us right into our first mini story. So you guys, the U.S. Senate has approved one of those stopgap measures that I was telling you guys about yesterday in order to give themselves more time to pass a budget. This move actually puts more pressure onto McCarthy because now he's kind of expected to get this stopgap bill passed in the House, and I'm sure he wants to, but those who are holding up everything else also do not want to play ball on this stopgap measure. And ultimately, they're the ones who help put him into his job. So this further tightens the tension around his entire dilemma. He is going to be forced to make some kind of a move one way or the other. And there are no great options for him here. But this stopgap measure kind of forces his hand a little bit. And leadership means having to make tough choices. So you can do this, McCarthy. Just focus and do the right thing. We'll keep you guys posted. For our first longer story today, the American soldier who ran into North Korea is back in U.S. custody. So some of you guys have mentioned to me that you would like merch that says, do not run into North Korea. And while I love that idea, I thought that actually was really funny. I definitely laughed very loudly when I read the message. But I don't know about anyone else, but I was also kind of actively worrying about this young man who ran into North Korea. Like, obviously, he made his own choice there. He did. But... He was clearly having some sort of a mental health crisis, I would like to think, when he ran in there. North Korea is not a pleasant place to be, period, but especially not being held in custody there. That's actually probably one of the scariest places to be. And given that he voluntarily ran in there and was facing charges here in the U.S., not to mention, you know, racial prejudice being a factor, I was worried that the U.S. government might not go to the lengths they needed to in order to retrieve him. I am relieved, though, to report back to you guys that Travis T. King, this young man, is now back in U.S. custody, and he will soon be back on U.S. soil. 
Other U.S. citizens who have ventured into North Korea voluntarily were either held captive or used as bargaining chips or even used as propaganda in North Korea, trying to demonstrate how Americans would rather live in North Korea. We don't know much about how or why they let Travis T. King go. But reports have just said that he was, quote unquote, expelled from North Korea. It definitely makes it sound like they just let him go voluntarily, but we don't really know. We know the countries of Sweden and China were both involved in the exchange, in this interaction, because the White House has said as much and thanked both of those countries for their involvement. But the Pentagon is not commenting on this subject at this time. So I'm just glad he's safe and will be headed home, even if he has to face charges here. I think he will be safer here than he would be in North Korea. And do not run into North Korea, guys. Okay? Got it? <laughs> Capiche? <laughs> okay. Anywho, the next uh, topic of discussion for today is the Menendez scandal. So I don't know if you guys have been hearing a buzz about this guy, Senator Menendez. It is a major scandal. There are other members of Congress calling for him to step down. So what is the deal here? Well, there's a lot to go over when it comes to this guy. This is not his first scandal. So let's break it down. So this senator has a long history of scandal. And like I always say, where there's smoke, there tends to be fire. His name is Senator Robert Menendez, and he is a Democrat from New York. He was indicted on corruption charges last week. However, he has been facing similar accusations and charges dating back to like 2006, y'all. This is definitely not his first rodeo. And lawmakers, both Democrat and Republican, are publicly calling for his resignation. So what exactly is he accused of? Let's get into the details. So first off, back in 2006, Menendez was accused of taking rental payments from a nonprofit in order to help secure them with federal grants. Yikes. But somehow this case was closed and basically dismissed in 2011 with no charges being brought against Menendez. Sus or just a misunderstanding? Well, See, soon we'll know because it just keeps coming and it is the same type of situation. In 2012, a man came forward to tell a federal investigator that he made illegal campaign contributions to the senator's reelection campaign. So, again, the theme of taking money that does not belong to you and you're not supposed to have, that's the theme here and it continues. 2013 was a little bit of a different situation, but it still was a scandal, so I thought I'd include it. There were allegations that Menendez hired prostitutes in Brazil who were also paid to keep quiet about it. He was unmarried at that time, so it wasn't like a big relationship scandal that I could tell, but it was still a bad look for a sitting U.S. senator, especially since he lied about it. Then back in 2015... Menendez was indicted. The charges related to accepting lavish bribes from trips to Florida to, again, campaign contributions that were illegal and many more. 
in exchange, the doctor who is giving him these bribes got con- to control basically Menendez's senatorial decisions, which seems to be also the theme here that these people would pay for him to do X, Y, or Z for them from his seat as a senator. In 2017, there was a hung jury in regards to this bribery case, though. So a mistrial was declared and he was essentially off the hook again. This is the second time he's been in this situation and he it's the second time he's just gotten off scot-free. I feel like at that point he was probably thinking, dude, I can get away with anything. So then June of last year, 2022, federal investigators raided the Menendez home and they found almost half a million dollars in cash along with gold bars in the safe totaling about $150,000 worth of just gold bars. Then this month, federal prosecutors brought even more corruption charges against both Menendez and his new wife. So this is definitely, you know, scandal on scandal on scandal on scandal. It's just so many years worth of this that I feel like At this point, I have to hope this guy is going to be held accountable for his actions. Menendez, again, like I said, has been called on from both sides of the aisle to resign, but he refuses to do so. He did temporarily stand down from his position as chair of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, but that's it. (laughs) And it was a temporary thing. So his new charges include taking bribes on things such as luxury cars, gold bars, and lots of cash in exchange for misusing his senatorial powers. We will definitely keep you guys posted as this case unfolds. So for our final story today, we are going to take a deeper dive into Trump's fraud case and the implications of him being found liable. Let's jump in. If you're playing a little bit of catch up here, basically what happened yesterday, I really highly recommend going back and listening to yesterday's episode just to set the scene. But in a one sentence version, basically Trump was found liable by a judge to have committed fraud as well as his two sons. They're also implicated in this and a judge found them liable for committing fraud through their business. So the first thing that is really important to remember is that an actual trial will begin in this case on October 2nd, which is this coming Monday. This trial will establish damages. So what does that mean? Well, in legalese, damages for a civil case means, quote, the remedy that a party requests the court award in order to try to make the injured party whole, end quote. According to CNN, Letitia James is seeking $250 million in damages from the Trumps, as well as a ban on the Trumps serving as officers in any businesses in the state of New York and to stop the Trump company from engaging in business transactions for five years, end quote. So Trump's attorneys tried to claim that things like property values and whatnot are subjective. But things like square footage simply are not. They are simply black and white. I mean, maybe with a few feet of wiggle room, but Trump was found to have reported his penthouse apartment as one example to be three times the size of what it actually was. 
in New York City. So, I mean, that is just millions and millions of dollars he's claiming he has that he doesn't have. And that is why the judge is saying that these financial documents are from fantasy land, quote unquote, and not reality. So what does this ruling really mean? The ruling that the judge found Trump liable even before the trial happened. Well, it means that the judge felt a trial was not necessary to establish that Trump did, in fact, commit fraud and inflate his net worth by what he said was between $812 million to $2.2 billion. So that's what he was saying he was worth above and beyond what he actually had. The judge ruled that Trump did commit this fraud, so the trial would simply be to determine to what extent, and that will determine what kinds of consequences that Trump and his family will pay. So what is Trump's reaction to all this? I mean, I wouldn't imagine he'd be angry or anything. Oh my gosh, Trump is pissed about all of this. In fact, I feel like this is the most mad I've seen him in reaction to any of this these various court situations he is up against. Obviously, Trump has built his name on his wealth. Shows like The Apprentice and even his presidential platform were built on the idea that he is this phenomenal businessman. And obviously, these new charges make it seem like he may have been less of a phenomenal businessman and more of a phenomenal con man. So he took to Truth Social to post, quote, I am worth much more than the numbers shown, end quote. And that was just like one snippet. Obviously, this all caps rant was paragraphs and paragraphs long. He is not a happy camper and he's trying to tell his base that he's worth so much more than what they're talking about. And he actually seems, again, to be taking this civil case the most personally, even though he has all these criminal charges as well. And that's probably because it points to the heart of his legacy and how he's built his brand. So lastly, I think it's important to note that Trump plans to appeal this. He actually has a pending lawsuit against the judge as well that I mentioned, and he's awaiting a ruling on that too. So there are a few different ways that Trump could seek to overturn this. It is not a done deal. So it will be a battle royale between Donald Trump and Letitia James. Again, this trial begins Monday. We'll see who wins this round. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, we're all broken. That's how the light gets in. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on that platform or a shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us to be able to keep creating the news du jour and reach more people who need a calmer space to consume the news. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugarfreemedia, and that is also linked in our show notes. You can follow us on social media at newsdujour.podcast on both Instagram and TikTok. You can follow my personal account at It's Annie Bowles on both platforms as well. Any little noises you may hear in the background are my rescue pup. He has a little separation anxiety and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour.
broadcasting from. Oh.